with you on the go. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Good morning at 5.57. I'm Jacqueline Sweeney. Increasing cloud today with a chance of showers and a high of 19. Right now it's 10. While your Thanksgiving may look a little different this year, we'll have more on that in just a minute. But first, Donald Trump says his time in the hospital for COVID-19 has really opened his eyes to the danger of the virus. The U.S. president posted a short video yesterday where he claimed... I get it. Now, he talked about his uh, condition and what he plans to do. His doctors are saying that he could be released as early as today. Um, he's alive and well, for sure, because I was just looking on my Twitter feed, and he has le- he's tweeted at least 25 times in the last hour. So he's, uh, he's feeling good. up and going. The steroids are helping. Yeah, Woo! apparently. <laughs> Let's do this! <laughs> in sports, the NHL entry draft is tomorrow. The Oilers will have the 14th pick. And while COVID-19 is putting a damper on traditional get-togethers for Thanksgiving, at least this year, you can mute the relatives you'd rather not hear from. Chief Public Health Officer Dr. Teresa Tam is encouraging Canadians to celebrate the holiday holiday virtually instead of hosting a big family dinner in person. She says those that go ahead with indoor gatherings need to make sure that they are kept small. And as Thanksgiving approaches, our thoughts turn to the city's less fortunate. Yards for Hope, a fundraiser for the Hope Mission, will begin on Wednesday. Chris, Matt, and I will be living outside on the brick field at Commonwealth Stadium in order to raise funds and awareness for our city's homeless population. Just $54 will buy a meal for 20 of our city's less fortunate. Stay with us. Coming up next, naming your car. Are you the only one? I'm Jack, and that's what you need to know. (laughs) Yes. It is just about six o'clock. You know, the good news is that uh, you got to have Monday to have Friday. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That's the way it works. Just trying to figure out a way to get going. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. But I can tell you, when I was a young boy on the Sheets Farm, uh, we kind of had a, a giant potato patch for a bunch of different families, my dad's brothers, and so it was just a big patch of potatoes. And we go out there every year at harvest time, and we would pick these potatoes, and you dig up the hills. There was nothing, nothing worse than picking potatoes. Why are they just like deep down? They're deep down, and it just it's just like it was just like row after row after row, and and you talk about like nine. Point three kilometers of potatoes. Yeah. I can see that because the rows were long and you just go back and forth and back and forth and you'd pull them up and then it'd be just like all of these potatoes into the five-gallon pail. Plump, 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 I plump, can plump. tell you right now, we live vastly different childhoods. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the worst job I had was doing floors every Sunday. Buddy, if I had to change the dishwasher, I threw a fit for 15 <laughs> minutes. And the Chris, the Chris is doing miles of potatoes. He's, he's literally dirt up to his elbows. The dishwasher elbows. takes you five minutes. <laughs> oh, but it sucks. Oh, sorting the cutlery, the worst. Oh, my gosh. Wow. What a life. I, you, you, you don't do the, I, I mean, the pota- why didn't they have a device that could scoop the potatoes out of the ground? Well, they have devices now. They've got these. Before they just had children. <laughs> and why didn't they have a device that can just scoop the cutlery out of the dishwasher? Yes. <laughs> Oh. But let's talk about this. What about the worst jobs growing up? Yeah. Chores. Oh, floors. floors. It's floors. Are you kidding? Without a doubt. No way. My brother had bathrooms and I had floors. And to this day, <laughs> I still hate doing floors in the house. Bathrooms go quick. They suck, but they go quick. Exactly. Us city kids are about to look real bad. Picking potatoes. <laughs> I'd say picking. I mean, picking rocks was bad too. Like picking rocks and picking mayweed and anything that had picking in it. I thought like, that was just an insult. Like go pick. Ro- oh, that's kick rocks. Cat, cat corpses from around the... <laughs> 
Chris, potato picking is still my favorite, says a first text, like digging for gold. Yeah, but you probably have like this tiny little backyard garden and it takes you five minutes. Oh, we, they, honestly, I know I was little, so everything looked bigger, mm-hmm. but it was just, we had like massive, it was in the back field and it was a massive potato patch. Did you have Kleenex boxes for shoes? We had a potato. Were you wearing a potato <laughs> sack for we a had a We had a giant potato bin in the cold room, then we'd fill up this thing up, like it was a giant bin of potatoes. Like giant. That sounds delicious. Did you have yeah. potatoes for every meal? Every meal. I'm sure. Absolutely. That's why you're such a husky boy in your Oshkosh bagosh overalls. (laughs) What about you? What was the worst job you did as a kid? I mean, you know what? It could be something like picking or it could be... Dishwasher. (laughs) (laughs) It's still bad. It's all relative. (laughs) You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. We're talking about uh, the worst job you ever had to do as a child, as a, you know, kid. Yeah, talking about household chores. You had mentioned potatoes were the worst, digging them up. Mm -hmm. This text says, Chris, what about all the potatoes? Hauling them down to the basement and then hauling them back up in the spring. Dad would say, plant another row just in case it's a cold winter. Yeah, yeah, you'd use the potatoes that you didn't use to seed the next year. (laughs) I learned that. Watching The Martian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this deck says, good morning, guys. The worst job I had was a ki- as a kid was living on an acreage and cutting the grass. We didn't have a lot of money, so I had to push mow the entire two acres. I lived in Manitoba on the river, and we used to get mayflies or fish flies, and they would uh, get at me every time I cut the grass. Wow. Oh. Two, uh, two acres with a Pushing, push mower. That is a lot. That's rough, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, you're getting your steps in. Uh-huh. Now we may have a winner here. Chicken butchering is the worst. The smell. Oh, the smell. I take back my potatoes being the worst job, picking potatoes. Butchering chickens was by far the worst job. We all had a, uh, uh, I guess, a a roll in it, and uh, my brother would catch because uh, that was just terrible, and then the chopping the heads off. Oh my! Were I, you the executioner? No, I was not. What's the best of all those jobs? Plucker. I chose the gizzard job. And that was oh, yeah. that was cleaning the gizzard out. And what you would do is you'd cut the gizzard, and then there'd be like a sack in the gizzard. Is the gizzard like a neck? Out. No, the gizzard's like some kind of an organ inside. I don't oh. know. It was like a like it almost looked like a heart, but it was like a gizzard. And then you took out the the gizzard sack, and you try to do that without. And the gizzard sack had a bunch of rocks and stuff in it. I guess it helped chickens with digestion. Uh, but have you unloaded the dishwasher? <laughs> and, like, where was the white bag inside them with all of their parts? Yeah, what happens if the dishwasher didn't have jet drying? <laughs> Another text here says painting the fence. Yeah, that's okay. brutal. Yeah, painting the fence was not great either. But it wasn't like cleaning the gizzards. I I'm like t- this. This text is pretty good. Cleaning the gutters sucked. Everyone else was afraid of heights, so let's sure. Let's just send the 13-year-old up there with a garden shovel. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Sure. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. We're talking about uh, uh, chores or things you had to do as a kid that uh, were very difficult. Uh, the great story about all of the potatoes that were, uh, uh, I guess, were harvested. 100,000 pounds of food. And all being donated, which is great. Mm-hmm. And I said uh, picking potatoes, by far the worst job. When I was growing up as a kid, and now we've like, no, it wasn't. You're right. Butchering chickens was the worst, and people are are, are confirming that right now. Yeah, lots to do with animals. Nick says, I have to say, getting the wild animals out of the Quonset. Some were easy, and some needed persuasion, if you know what I mean. And this other text says, or sorting pigs when you're terrified of them. What? Is, how do you sort a pig? Yeah, you don't. They sort themselves. They don't listen at all. I we never had pigs on our farm, but. Uh, 
a number of years ago, and you guys know my brother-in-law, Darcy Pollock. So his dad, Ted, and uh, had uh, he was going to go to the hospital for some reason, and so we, we needed to help to sort. Or we didn't need to help sort his pigs. Darcy went over there to get the pigs loaded in in the trailer. And uh, we get a call a while later saying, hey, I think Darcy needs a little help over here at uh, Teddy's farm. And so my brother-in-law, Jeff, and I, we get there. And I will never forget this. Like, you, you talk about the moments in your life that you'll never forget. We're like... I wonder what happened. Like, why would he need help, like, sorting these pigs? And we, what happened? we pull up in the middle of the yard, and I open up my door, and this pig goes squealing by me. <laughs> it's, it's running for freedom. <laughs> and it was just like, wee, wee, wee. Oh, babe. And it just took off. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Darcy was chasing it with a horse and a rope. <laughs> I hope silver style. It was the funniest thing I ever saw. Anyway. Hashtag farm life. <laughs> it's true. But the dishwasher. <laughs> Matt keeps saying cleaning the dishwasher is a tough go. We had a text mentioning tobacco leaves and how it was awful collecting them. And they went into real, real detail. They said, riding on a low flatbed between the rows early in the morning, getting slapped in the face by huge tobacco leaves from both sides, fingers covered with the sticky tar from the leaves, tying them in huge bundles, carrying these huge bundles to the shack to tie them up to let them dry. This was backbreaking work for 16-year-olds. That but, sounds terrible. But I hear you get all the tobacco you can smoke. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you do. <laughs> I mean, there's What a perks. payoff. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tammy? What, what's the worst uh, job you had to do as a kid? Ironing. Ironing. Oh, oh. so bad. Everything. Sheep. T-shirts, jeans, curtains, all freaking everything but socks and underwear. <laughs> yeah, if you were born, your parents were born, say, post-1970 or pre-1970, they loved uh, irons. Irons are a big deal. So true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a story about a, base- a baseball player who was on the road, and they always always have to look good, so he put a shirt on, and he was trying to iron it while he was still on him. <laughs> oh, no, he, that's not real. He burnt himself and missed three months of the season. Oh, man. <laughs> not bright. Hey, beautiful people. Hey, how are you? I'm sore, man. I'm old. I spent all weekend stacking wood. Okay. Hey, that's a, job. I, hey, wood's a fun job. Like cutting the wood and, and everything. I like that job. No way, slivers. <laughs> Wear some gloves. It was terrible, but you know what? Picking rocks, that's a dream job. Uh, you had a new field up at the cabin as a kid, and we were picking rocks and roots. And let me tell you, rocks are a dream job compared to picking roots. Yeah, roots are stuck in the ground. Yeah, and you always give it one good yard thinking it's going to come out, and you're like, no, nah, wrong, man. Yeah. And the nice thing about living in the suburb is all your duties are above ground. <laughs> Usually. My, my, my heart just bled for you when I heard that sorry, sorry story about the dishwasher. Gee, that is, <laughs> like not even washing dishes or putting them away. Yeah. It's the dishwasher. Oh, I got to sort the size of plates. We got cups in multiple drawers. You know what, uh, I'm gonna go over to bed just crying tonight, thinking about how rough you had it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It explains a lot, doesn't it? Uh, it things are getting clear. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Worst jobs you had to do as a kid. This. The description on this one is why I want to read it. This worst job as a kid I had was probably cleaning out our cistern. That's right. I'm learning all these new words. Yeah, cistern's right. Yeah. Okay. We had an opening under our deck that was about 18 inches square with hardly no light or ventilation. 
we were sent down to scoop up the remaining water in the sentiment into a five-gallon pail, which was raised, emptied, and lowered. The fun came when the bottle of bleach was emptied so that we could scrub all the sides and the bottom clean. We had to keep coming up for air and often had killer headaches. It was rinsed, <laughs> emptied into a five-gallon pail, and we prayed that the new water would be hauled in soon after. That comes from Leanne. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. But, you know, somebody had to clean the cistern. I don't know. Matt's not here. <laughs> He's he, done. He's done he with went, all these hard he jobs. He went to unload the dishwasher. I don't know. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. All right. Stories about our weekends. One of us will be telling a little bit of a lie or maybe a big one. And you decide who at 780-421-1039 for your chance to win. Jack, how was your weekend? It was really good. We decided to do some late fall camping, and mm-hmm. I was all on board. Uh, we had the trailer, so I knew we'd be warm, we'd be good. And, of course, the whole reasoning behind this was Bob got a quad last weekend. Yep. Surprised me with family quad. Hooray. Matching daddy-daughter quads. Let me tell you, out of touch with the common man move big time. You know what, though? He did get it secondhand, and he got a pretty good deal. I found out how much he paid for it, and, and I'm not... As upset as I originally was. So why do you, you think he was afraid about? to tell you? I don't know. Because <laughs> well, I, I do not like spending any money. Yeah, yeah you're going to be a little nervous to tell your wife you buy a quad, even if you paid five bucks for it. Yeah, it's true. So we go out. Uh, we went to Brule, and there were lots of people there, and it was tons of fun. And Bob's like, okay, I'm heading out. I'll see you later. I'll be back for dinner. I said, okay, sounds good. And then he came back a little while, as in maybe 20 minutes later, being towed by another guy. And I said, "Uh, what happened? He said, the clutch broke. Or I don't know. It went, the clutch, I don't know. So 20 minutes into our whole Brule riding trip, the clutch broke and no more riding. Brand new quad. Well, not brand new. Brand new to you. Brand new to him. And apparently these things go all the time. I don't know. The guy who sold him that quad is sitting there with his feet up counting his stack of money. (laughs) <laughs> so no more riding for Bobby. Okay. Uh, what about you, Matty? Oh, it was a busy weekend. Friday, I had an impromptu golf game with uh, a few friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time I had drank in about a month and a half. Yeah. Let me tell you, I got in one. Okay. Went to bed at 9 o'clock. All right. <laughs> it was great. Woke up Saturday. At a, I had a remote at World of Spas. That was fun. And then sa- Sunday was probably the highlight. 6.30 in the morning, I get up for a workout with my neighbor. We've been planning this for a week. Okay. So we go over to his garage. It's half gym, half half garage. We work out, and I'm worried when I get in there because he's in pretty good shape. He spent many years boxing and doing CrossFit, so I'm like, what am I in for? Anyways, I've been working pretty hard these past few months. And I think I outpaced him. I th- I'm feeling great. And uh, I think I did a little better than him, so it really was a, a boost to Matt's old ego, I got to say. Okay, congratulations. You are athletic. It's just got to pat myself on the back a little bit. You're doing it pretty good. We're good for you. Good job, Matt. All right. Well, our weekend was uh, fairly quiet. Uh, Friday, we did not have a fire. It was What? Yeah, we decided not to have a fire. It was kind of strange because we've had fires for about uh, eight Fridays in a row, I think. And uh, then uh, Saturday morning, I got up at like 30, uh, 6.30 in the morning. It was weird because Karen's like, what are you doing up? And I said, sorry, hon. I just went downstairs, turned on the TV and see a, I want to see if Trump was still alive. <laughs> so she's, she's like, seriously, go back to bed. That's funny. I think all of us were kind of doing that this weekend. <laughs> anyway, anyway, on Saturday, I went out to uh, Thorsby uh, to help my brother-in-law, Jeff. Uh, they got a, a, a home built, and then it, they moved it onto the farm and uh, to do the skirting around it and uh, all the tin work around the, the bottom of it. So uh, it was just a beautiful day, eight hours of, of, of helping out there, and I didn't mind a minute of 
it because the sun was shining. It was just an absolutely gorgeous day and uh, got that job done, which was good. And then yesterday was a pretty quiet day. Just watched a little bit of uh, football and uh, really not a whole lot else. I haven't yet watched the end of Dr. Octopus. I want to watch the end of that show. Oh, the documentary. Still haven't found time. So anyway, one of us is telling a fib. Which one is it? 780-421-1039. Who do you trust? You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Hello. Hi. Who do you trust? Did uh, the quad that uh, Bobby bought uh, under ra- under the radar break? Uh, is Matt uh, <laughs> out working his neighbor? And did I, uh, you know, help out uh, my brother in law? And everything went well. This is gonna sound bad, but I don't believe Matt because I don't think he exercises. <laughs> that doesn't sound bad that sounds hilarious <laughs> I literally just got stabbed in the heart <laughs> I'm sorry Matt I just don't believe you uh, is she wrong uh, I've been working out very hard thank you very much trust me just ask him For the yeah I'll tell everybody hi my name's Matt and I've lost weight <laughs> but I, I did work out with my neighbor and he crushed me in the workout, <laughs> and I literally can't raise my arms above my head. No, no, he just left the room, and Jack had to go wipe his bum. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> you know, you have one kid, you have five. It's fine. <laughs> Jack, come wipe my bum. So you so, accidentally won. Who do you trust this morning? Way to go. <laughs> I knew Matt. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. I should play today because it's National Teacher Day. Yeah, World Teacher Day today, in fact. Wow. Well, yeah. thank you uh, for doing what you do. I think a lot of uh, parents, I know, I, I, again, we didn't go through this uh, because our kids were out of school, but a lot of parents got a new appreciation for the teachers when they were like homeschooling these kids, and some still are, right? These teachers are doing everything imaginable to keep these kids interested, whether you're in high school or literally in kindergarten. It takes a lot to be interested on a screen with a teacher without a classroom. So, yeah, these teachers are doing everything in their possible power. It's always been hard being a teacher, man. Yeah. You got a room full of 40 kids. Yeah. You're the only one in there. Yeah. They give you a, a chalk and a, a green board. Now it's a smart board. No yeah. Big deal. <laughs> yeah. But now you got to do it maybe over the camera, all this stuff, keeping kids apart. It's a tough life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, we've talked about like um, attractive hot teachers before. We've talked about uh, your favorite teacher, the one that uh, uh, Matt or Jack, you still have a relationship with uh, with one of your teachers, for example. Miss right? Shazadi, I just talked to her last week. You did? What do you guys talk about? <laughs> She's actually going to my hairdresser to get her hair done. <laughs> so how does this relationship work? I don't know. We text. <laughs> you have her phone number? It's like, yes. You're like, hey girl, are you watching The Bachelor today? Yeah, <laughs> she is fantastic. She wishes me happy birthday every year, talks about the girl, like she's amazing how many of your teachers do you have on your phone matt zilch (laughs) (laughs) it's not that i didn't have a connection with certain teachers but like i don't know i think that's a weird relationship yeah i don't think so especially when you see miss jazadi you would realize why we're friends we look like sisters is miss jazadi a hottie yes very much so is this why you're like i must be friends with this attractive teacher You know what, though? That's what I, and I think we talked about this uh, about a month ago when we were doing our videos about what teachers influenced us. She influenced me because she was super pretty, but she was also really nice. I was like, wow. Was she a good teacher, maybe? Oh, yeah, that too. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, you don't talk to 
any of your teachers anymore, do you? Uh, you know what? I I mean, I, I see them when I go out to Thorsby, right? Cause yeah. Some of them well, yeah, because you see all six people that live there. <laughs> they're still in the community, right? So I do see them, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fond of them, and they kind of laugh at me, and they just go, oh, oh you're doing the right job. But, uh, but no, I, I, I did not have any of their phone numbers. Um, we were really good friends with a, a with a teacher from Thor's because they were our next door neighbors, but uh, he never taught me. And I always said, you know what? The reason why we were good friends is because he never taught me. If he'd have taught that me, could be it. he probably would have never moved there. <laughs> oh, I moved. I moved there after him, so he probably would have moved out. But uh, anyway, teachers are a huge part of our lives. Yeah, but but do you still have connections with them? It's not weird. I think we need. It's to do- weird. It's totally weird. It, what it was a high school teacher? <laughs> yes. How did you connect post school? Facebook, I think. Did I don't you know. message her? She messaged you. I, you know what? I was on a committee. I think there was like some sort of reunion going on or something along those lines. Hmm. Okay, that I mean, kind of <laughs> okay. But like, as a teacher, you see how many kids over the years in your classes—hundreds, thousands of kids. Okay, she picked- yeah, but she—I don't know. She just took a special interest in like she wanted to build up us girls and she cared about us and she was just she was really good influence on us. That's awesome. But then at 35 you still have a relationship with yeah, her. Yeah, that's, that's not I'm not I'm not I think that's one I think it's wonderful. I it, it's great. How many people still have relationships with their teachers after they graduate? Is Jack the only one? Like we play And the like other let's one? like we're talking friendships, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like if you let's just clarify here. How right. often are you going for for wine with her? No, no, and it doesn't go beyond that. I don't think we would go for wine together. We might have coffee. I have two teachers as a texter I'm still friends with. They're also my Facebook. I'm 38 now and graduated in 2000. They both taught me through junior and senior highs. There you go. go. Thank you. You and Jack, there's the two people. All right, we'll find out if there's more. 780-421-1039. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Am I the only one that is friends with their teachers still? Yes, I may have graduated 10, 15, and then some years ago, but I'm still friends with some of my high school teachers, especially one Miss Chizotti. Am I alone? No, no, no. This text says, <laughs> my daughter is 23 and has two teachers that she is friends with. Granted, she's in university and getting her teaching degree, and she works and volunteers with both of them. All right. There's friendship, and then there's having a, a teacher that inspired you and sure. then took a took a shining to you. Yeah, like we there's awesome teachers that you connect with certain students, and students certain students connect with certain teachers. Yeah, and then all through your education and your adult life, you may follow up with them because they were such an amazing influence. But when you're just like straight up, like yes, queen, time to go to cook tonight, ride the the bull. <laughs> like that's a different. That's the friendship we're talking here. I don't think any of these people are going to ride the bull with their teacher. <laughs> well, it's, not, it's not a real friendship. If you're just like, it, friendship's the wrong word to put on it. It's like a mentor, mentor E and you can be cordial and friendly and funny with each other, but I just think it's a different kind of relationship. So you're saying that none of your teachers were inspirational to you and you're not friends with any of them. I was a lost cause instant. I step inside that <laughs> school. Yeah. <laughs> Matt rode the bull, fell on his head, and that was it. <laughs> I was right. the one putting crayons up my nose. <laughs> it's like, like, you know what? That kid needs a little more wind beneath his wings. And I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it because it's an elephant in the room, mm-hmm. and it's awkward, but if you're a friend with your teacher, would that also be known? There used to be a word called brown noser. Do you remember that word? No, I've never that heard term? that before. Oh, Jack? <laughs> one is the biggest brown noser on the planet. Yeah, right. <laughs> With teachers, you are, you are a goody two-shoes. I guarantee it. I may have been a goody two-shoes, but 
I was not a brown noser. <laughs> you would have went like, excuse me, Mrs. Whoever, they're smoking in the girls' room. Here's an apple. <laughs> yeah, Matt, because you're such a badass. <laughs> you're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. And uh, we got talking about Jack and her relationship with her teachers post school. And, you know, maybe. Yes, I am still friends with some of them. And I'm not ashamed. Maybe Matt and I are jealous. You know, when I was, I was thinking about it, like shortly after I graduated, I played beer league hockey with a few of my teachers. See? Same thing. Mm -hmm. You're ripping clappers into their shin pads. No, I wasn't. But we were drinking beer after the game, which was just like, it it was pretty weird to see your teachers drinking beer. Yeah, that would be weird. I'd love to get drunk with some of my teachers and they can tell me how they really think. I don't know if you would love that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I've heard it all, Jack. I work with you two. Oh, that's true. So we are asking, is it weird? Am I the only one? This text came in. It's not weird, Jack. My grade five teacher was my mom's friend and they were both teachers and she's still my friend to this day and I'm very proud of that. That Hmm. doesn't count. You're friends outside of the classroom or acquaintances. So like building that relationship is different. Another text. I'm 24 and I graduated in 2014. My son and I go on hikes with my grade six teacher and I also still talk and do woodworking projects with my high school construction teacher. Sounds like one of them's actually your mom's boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) It's like we go on hikes and she's over all the time. Yeah, I need to break it to you. And I do love this text. Of course, the teacher that I'm still friends with is Miss Chizotti. Someone came in, they know her, and they said, hey, she's awesome, so it makes sense. It sounds like Miss Chizotti has a thing for students. (laughs) Oh, don't start that. That's awful. I mean, in the kindest way possible. I'm sure she's a wonderful human being. And Jack's very likable. And she's, she, she makes good connections with people. This is me saving face right here, everybody. <laughs> Keep backpedaling, Matt. Keep going. <laughs> You're going to backpedal right into the lake. You're listening to the Kiss in Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Went out in public just enjoying his day. Uh, uh, uh. His interactions always end the same way. She gave me the finger. Is it his attitude or is it his face? Did Matt deserve the finger today? Oh, my. I can only speak for myself, but I've wanted to give him the finger about four times this morning. Yeah. I, uh, this text just came in. Does Matt ever agree on anything? I disagree with that text. I agree <laughs> on certain things. <laughs> All right. It's my nature. I can't help. No, you can't help it. You were, And that, that's what, you know what? The world is full of different people, and, and you make us see the different side of things. Mm-hmm. But what happened, Matt? Uh, this is the second time I was with my son. In his stroller, where we had a finger incident. Yes. We were going to pick up a comforter at the dry cleaners in, in White Mud Crossing, right near my house. So we went and going for a little walk. And there's a four-way stop next to the 30 zone. So it's a pretty big 30 zone. You're in the 30 zone as soon as you get to the, to the lights. Okay. And the lights are out. So like I said, it's a four-way stop. And I'm already seeing problems with people approaching this four-way. People ripping through, thinking that, oh, it's it's my turn anyway. I don't have to stop. So I'm fired up, even as I'm walking up to this thing. You're fired up as you wait, when you wake up. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> like people, first off, they're ripping through it going faster than 30. And I'm very protective of this particular location. Yes, and you this are. 30 zone. Yes, you are. You've heard it before, guys. Yes. <laughs> so I get up there, and I'm starting to scream at everybody, It's a 30! <laughs> And then this one guy's coming from a mile away, and I know this guy's not a stopper. And I want to cross the road because I, as a pedestrian, I still have the right of way to go 
uh, as you stop for this four-way stop since the lights are Hang out. on a second. Did you go across with your son? Yes. Well, so you're putting yourself uh, no, in danger no, to never, make him stop. I would, no, I would never do that. I'm not. I'm a jerk, but I'm not that big of a jerk. Okay, so. <laughs> I, no, I was like, I'm not crossing, but I'm I'm at the side of the road okay. waiting for my turn to cross. No, this guy's going to rip. Okay. So I can't go out. But I start flashing like four, 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 giving him the four fingers. <laughs> like four, like four, 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 four way, way, four way. And I point at the lights, four way, look. Jack. And he just so goes. So not only do you have your AOK symbol for 30, but you've also got the four way stop symbol now, too. If there was a situation where I bust out a five, I would do the five, too. So I'm throwing four, 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 four. Look at the lights. And he just goes by me, doesn't stop, and flips me the bird. So I am. Fuming, and one of my uh, new <laughs> resolutions is to swear less in front of my kids. Yes. <laughs> so I am trying to bottle up this immense rage I have building in me. So I, I finally, <laughs> I cross the street, and there's a guy who stopped, and I, I give him the shoulder shrug. Like, What's this guy doing? And I point at that guy, and the guy's just like gives me a casual shrug and then snaps his head forward, <laughs> not to pay attention to me. So in other words, he was on the other guy's side. <laughs> oh no, he, he was kind of just like I don't want to get involved. I just, I'm just going to stop and go. Like, I am not talking to this guy. <laughs> that guy shouldn't procreate, is what he's <laughs> too late. Anyways, uh, that's how I got the finger. I don't think I deserved it. Okay, you don't think you did? So first text. Yeah, Matt had it coming. I didn't have it coming. <laughs> that guy's got to stop. It's You've a had it coming all weekend, Matt. <laughs> oh, I was rattled. I'm still rattled. <laughs> did he deserve the figure? Text us now. 103.939. I kind of say yeah. I mean, uh, the safety, I understand there's a safety right. issue there, right? But again, you are not like... Quit your job today and go become a police officer in, this, these in guys traffic are, enforcement. These guys are putting the, the public in danger. First off, you're going way faster in a school zone than you should be. you got to learn how to do a four-way stop. I don't want to do this, but if everybody just paid attention and knew the rules, it wouldn't be an issue. You don't want to do this because you seem to like it. <laughs> <sighs> I don't want to like it, but I do. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Yes, our friendly neighborhood uh, police officer, Matt DeBurs, was out on the streets again trying to uh, stop people from doing bad things, which, you know what, Matt? Good on you. If you're, I'm just protective of those school zones because my kid eventually is going to go to one of those schools and I see people ripping past 30 Shh. kilometers sure. an hour. Sure. And then the lights are out. You can't deal with a four-way stop because that's what we got to do when the lights are out, then I'm going to let you know. doesn't matter if I'm in a tree in a box with a fox. <laughs> You're going to get it. And you definitely let this guy know. He let you know. He don't care. He gave you the finger. Yeah, big this old text bird. says, Matt, it's not your job. Call the non-emergency line and get cops to come out and patrol the area. You deserved it. Oh, you Imagine me phoning the non-emergency line. There's people not doing the four-way right. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, sir. Thank you for letting us know, how, sir. How old are you, they'll ask? 34. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you think, Jeremy? I got to join in with Matt on this one. Yeah. Matt, you were right. Ah, uh, thank oh, you. Really? <laughs> Can't follow simple directions of the road. I'm actually going through a traffic circle right now, and it's the same situation. They can't signal, they can't act, or even use the right lane. I can tell you right now, it's only a matter of time before I get a finger in a traffic circle. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. If people want to find out more about Jack, where do they got to go? You can go at Kissin underscore Jack, J-A-C-K, on Twitter. What about you, Matt? I'm Matt D. Builder on Twitter.
All right, because you're building all the time. That's right. How about you, Chris? <laughs> well, I'm at Chris Sheets. Everybody spells my name wrong, S-C-H-E-E-T-Z. And don't forget about this podcast. Yes, you can rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a moment of all the fun we have. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 5 on Kissin' Country 103.9.